I was reeling, just numb, and I'm sitting there at the desk, well, not technically sitting, but I'm standing there at the desk, checking people in and out. Like I said, an elephant could have walked by, and I would have checked them in and seen if they wanted a towel, wished them a nice workout. Um, I was disappointed in myself for letting myself feel what I felt for Miguel, for letting myself hope that we could have been something. And seeing him with Jessica was just a reminder that, you know, those were foolish wants. Those were silly wants. And I told myself not to get invested in him in that way. Not invested, but not to, just not, not to get my hopes up, you know? I was telling myself, like, you know, this guy is a quote-unquote straight guy. He's going to live a straight lifestyle. He's not going to shack up with you, if you will. But I slipped. And blaming myself didn't really seem to make the hurt go away. So I'm standing there at the desk. My manager, James, is doing one of his nightly audits. And he asked me to stay late. I was going to get off a few hours early and somebody was going to cover, I guess, um, but I don't know, maybe they called in or something because he asked me to stay. And honestly, the thought about the thought of going back to my apartment and being alone bothered me in the moment. So I was happy to stay. So I stayed. Um, and right as closing time comes around, the phone rings at the desk and it's James. He's in his office. He says, hey, I want to talk to you. Um, I had just locked up the doors. I was going to do my nightly walkthrough. Um, but I was pretty sure nobody else was left in the gym. Um, so I hang up the phone. I go into his office. I have no idea what's going on. Now, me and James have always got along really, really well. He's always liked me um, because I was so by the book. And I could enforce the rules, generally speaking, without pissing people off. Um, <laughs> um, Miguel was a different story, but that worked out well, sort of. Um, so I'm sitting there in his office wondering what's going on. He doesn't look particularly happy. I'm like, is this a promotion? Like, I'm a great employee. I'm a great employee. Um, but you know, there's always that guilt of like, uh oh, what did I do? And I'm sitting there and I'm in my feelings. Like, I'm curious about what's wrong, but at the same time, I'm still just like numb from what's happened with Miguel. And, um, James is sitting there looking like I've always low key had a crush on James. He was so like he's like this six three like muscular, gorgeous man. He wears these glasses. He's very straight laced. And he's a great manager too. Like he knows he 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 makes you he makes you he's the type of guy that makes you want to be wanted by him. Like he just has like the most goofy laugh and yet he's so good at his job and so um I don't know like optimistic like you're around him and he just makes you feel just a little bit lighter you know he's fun but at the same time he's very serious and he can cry I've seen him like I've seen him fire people um and it's not nice I've seen him throw people out of the gym and it's not cute like he definitely has like a he's an imposing figure with his size and he's just this cute blonde, kind of awkward, yet kind of, um, very husky 
guy and he always dresses really nicely like a lot of the other managers in the area don't really dress up for work they dress like they're about to work out um but james will like he puts on like the button downs the ties he's the type of guy who can tuck his <laughs> like i'm i'm always like envious of any girl or guy who can like tuck their their shirt into their pants and like there's no like extra baggage if you know what i mean hanging over the side like everything is nice and slender on him yeah he still has that build and he's we've always got along really well anyway that's enough about that and he's sitting there looking at me with one of those like looks i've seen him give employees that he's about to discipline and i'm like oh my god what's happening um and he doesn't have much of like a sense of humor so like when he's serious he's generally pretty freaking serious um and he's like, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in you. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, I'm talking about this. He pulls out his phone and there's a picture of me and Miguel. The first time we had sex in the locker room. And... It's not us having sex, of course. Like, that was inside the locker room. There's no cameras. But he has this picture on his phone of our security cameras of us walking outside of the locker room as we're walking out towards the outside. And, like, you can tell that I'm wet and that Miguel is wet. And it looks pretty suspicious. And he says, Now, are you going to tell me what this is about? And I feel like I mean, there's a million things that I could have made up at the time. I could have said, you know, the shower broke, the shower head broke, and um, I was fixing it, and Miguel was helping me fix it, or something it broke on him in the shower, and I came in there to help him fix it, or whatever. I could have made some excuse why we were leave, both leaving the gym wet. But after everything, I didn't really feel like making any excuses. And something about the way that James had approached me with this, I felt ambushed all over again, the same way that I felt ambushed when Jessica and Miguel came into the gym together with Junior, and I just, my patience, my, my resolve, my, my etiquette, my ability to fuck with the bullshit was just non-existent at the moment. And he says, you're going to tell me what this is? And I said, what do you think it is? I know he's taken aback because usually I'm very like, yes, sir, no, sir, right on it or, you know, whatever. And he's like, well, what it looks like to me is that this member who I've seen you multiple times with at night leaving together, it looks like to me that you guys were doing something in the locker room while you were on the clock long after hours. And I said, yeah, I could see how you'd think that. And he's like, you know what? Don't bullshit with me. He's like, what were you doing in the locker room? And usually this is the part where I'm like apologizing and like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry. Or I'm making up some sort of excuse, but I just didn't have it in me today. I didn't have it in me anymore. And I looked at him and I said, I could show you better than I could tell you. And I looked at him straight in the face and I saw him, I saw his resolve. I saw a little quiver and I saw him swallow deep. And that's when I knew.
I had him. He wasn't even my type. But something about this strong, imposing figure being underneath me really had me turned on in the moment. I stood up. I leaned over his desk, towering over him as he sat. And I looked him dead in the eyes. And I said, stand up. And he stood up. I walked into the locker room. He followed me. We went into the showers. I didn't go into the shower that me and Miguel were in. I don't know why, I just couldn't. Instead, I took the handicapped shower. Nobody was in there. Of course, it was closed. And um, I yanked the faucet so that the water came on. While he was standing underneath it. And he's getting soaking wet. His already tight-fitted shirt is like painted on him. He's getting wet, I'm getting wet. And I said, you wanna know what we were doing in here? And he's not saying anything at this point. He's just looking at me like, like he's prey. And I get so close to his face and I'm just looking at him. I'm waiting for him to break. I'm not making the first move. And slowly, his eyes go to a half close. His lips pucker ever so much. And I'm standing so close to him. Our breath is like one. And he leans in just a touch more so that our lips touch. And that was all I needed. You know what's always so funny to me is that we all got to this planet the same way. We got here through sex. <laughs> and it's so funny to think about like the great lengths we go through to balance on the line of wanting to be sexual, wanting to be sexually desirable, selling our bodies to the world, while at the same time, trying not to look like a hoe. And I'm looking at this man, my boss, James, in all of his button-down glory and his ties and his glasses and his slicked blonde hair and his perfect muscular body, just dressed in the perfect balance and watching that just kind of wash away in the steam of the shower just fascinates me. I'm kissing him deep. His lips are like candy. They're like, literally like, they taste like bubble gum. He's so sweet. And I pull off and look back just enough so I can see him. And he's almost, almost pouty. Like he's like, he's just in it. He's lost in it just like Miguel, and I can see the weight 
the social weight. being washed off his shoulders. The difference between him and Miguel is I just don't feel the desire to be sensitive or intimate with him. I remember slowly working his tie off around his neck, getting the, the knot unloose and then pulling it and letting it fall to the ground in a splat. It was too much work. I was hungry. I reached for his top button and yanked his shirt off. All the buttons flung everywhere. And in one rip, I must have looked like a pro. In one rip, the whole thing just came undone. And he was loving it. I sit back and I look at my handiwork for a second. His body is amazing. It's truly like, it's really like art. I mean, it is art. I've never seen something so perfect up close. And he's almost sobbing, just standing there, waiting for me to make the next move, just totally into me. I know he didn't expect this from me. I'm not even expecting this from me. I'd always been the good employee. What did he call me? One of his best? Yeah, fuck that. I was his best employee, by far. I was about to become something else too. I walked up to back up to my boss and I undid the belt, getting his pants around his ankles, the underwear too, and he is rock hard. Nowhere near the size of Miguel, he's about a six and a half. Nice and thick though. It looks good. I might taste it in a second, but Right now, I'm just taking in the sights. I take his belt. And I tie his hands behind his back. And with as much gentleness as I've ever shown anybody, I remember hugging him around his waist while my right hand slowly made, his way, way, made its way up to his hair. I remember pulling his hair back and bringing him down to his knees. And I began to unbutton my pants. I was rock hard by this point, and when my dick came out, <laughs> I had a, a, a semi-flashback to, to when the first time Miguel sucked me. He It was almost like a snake. It was almost like he was like, hypnotized by my dick like he was just like watching it sway left and right and James was doing the same thing the same way first his lips touched the tip and then his tongue and he just kind of like gnawed it for a second just letting it sit in his mouth and taking the fullness of it in I never really thought about myself as being a big guy but he seemed totally totally mesmerized by my size by just all of it and eventually it wasn't long until he was bobbing up and down and making it feel good and I was just into it I wasn't saying much but I was letting him do his thing 
Finally, he pulls off. Still on his knees, he's looking up at me and he's begging for it. I know what he wants and I'm ready to give it to him. I stand him up and we're underneath the shower and I put him against the wall and I spread him open. I get it nice and wet. Unlike Miguel, I didn't take my time to make sure the size was right. I went ahead and shoved it in. And he was yelling, but I know he liked it because he kept begging for it deeper and harder and saying yes, 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 over and over again. Now, granted, I didn't force it in. I don't do that. But I didn't take the time like I took with Miguel. I just let it go in. And I'm pounding him deep and hard and fast. Not really my style. I like to work up. But this guy, I knew this was exactly how he wanted it. And I reached around him and I could feel that his dick was still hard. And I'm working it in my hands. And I'm working it. And he's moaning louder and louder. I, it's, it was jarring to me because you ever been with somebody that you've known for a long time and you've always seen them under one light and then you get them in a different situation and it's like you're knowing a different person? It was just like that. And he came forcefully. And as he was in his, you know... In it, he was squeezing on my cock pretty hard. And I let out. I came. It was nice. And then it was done. Something about this level of roughness, this level of Communicating with just your eyes and your body and the deep pounding of it all. This is what he wanted. And I was happy to give it to him. I pulled out, not even fully undressed. I buttoned my pants up. His arms are still tied behind his back, his pants are still around his ankles. And I give him a nice, hard slap on the ass. And he moaned in pure ecstasy. And I walked out. I just left. I left the gym. I got in my car. I didn't look at my phone until I got home. And I saw a bunch of missed calls from Miguel. And texts. And a text from Junior as well, too. I didn't want to speak to Miguel. I didn't want to speak to Junior. But I didn't want them to think that I was mad. Because I wasn't mad anymore. Something about... Fucking James. Like... I don't know. Like I've said it before, it's like it stirred something inside me. It felt good. I felt strong again. I felt powerful.
And at the same time, I could feel that power. And I felt like I gave some of that power to James. It was like a liberating moment for the both of us. It felt amazing. I knew exactly how he wanted it. So no, I didn't feel mad at Miguel anymore. I didn't text him or call him back, but I did send him a heart emoji just to let him know that he's okay. And I did the same for Junior, that it was okay. The next time I went to work and James was there, it was like nothing had ever happened. Our conversation went per usual, but I could feel the way his body was talking to me. It was like we were connected. I could feel his warmth calling to me in a room. And I remember the next day, the next, I mean, the next time I had worked, we had an all staff meeting, which we had had plenty of times and he's always so good at public speaking he stands up and he can command the intention the attention of an entire room but i remember this time in the meeting he was talking and our eyes met for a brief moment and i gave him just a slight raise of the eyebrow and you should have seen him turn completely flush red and stammer all over himself it was beautiful and i knew we were going to have a lot of fun working together. James was always so in control, always the one in charge, always the one to lead, that I know he got off on being submissive. I know he got off on me taking control in the way that I hit it, the way that I treated his body. I knew he loved it. He came up to me after the staff meeting, called me by my first name and said, I'm going to need you to cover tonight. Do you think you can do it? And I got close to him. So close where I could feel him start to tremble. And I said, from here on out, you will address me as Mr. Brooks. I could hardly contain the smile that was starting to creep on my face. I told him, I'll see you tonight. 